In episode 60, we here at the RC Roundtable got into such a passionate discussion about the current state of affairs with the FAA that we decided to present it as its own mini-episode. So join us and special guest Joe Vermillion as we grab our soapboxes and peel the onion about what it all means. Apparently there was a, another decision passed down regarding the FAA and Rule 336, and uh, there's, I guess, th- there was a decision made on interpretation and how the FAA, I guess, does indeed have jurisdiction over model airplanes. Uh, well, basically, the Taylor versus FAA decision went to a higher court and was overturned. Oh, see, I thought did his I get was that a... rightly. Yeah, did. Lee, you're the okay, expert so... on this. Please inform us because I'm confused. Oh, expert. Well, well I, hold, on, I... hold on, hold on. We better set some guidelines here. Oh yeah, Lee. Hey, no hitting you know below the belt. <laughs> I, I haven't heard Joe talk for a while. Joe, are you still there? Oh, I am. I'm, st- okay. I'm still here. And I'm curious how, how Joe is. We always like to get people's opinion on this, but um, I mean, and, and this might take a long time, goes. So sit back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, John Taylor basically fought back. Uh, what happened was when he won his case against the FAA, the FAA just decided, okay, well, uh, and, and the judges kind of gave the FAA what they needed to do to fix the problem, you know, that they were complaining about, which was, well, if you if you can't pass it this way, then you need to change the rules. So what do they do? They got they stuck a line in the defense bill, which the president signed, which gave the FAA complete authority of uh, national airspace. And by doing so, they now govern all unmanned aerial <clears throat> uh, vehicles. So with that, they decided, okay, you know what, now that we've got control of everything, let's go ahead and talk to the Commercial Drone Alliance group because they would like us to ban or, excuse me, completely delete Rule 336. And I'm not kidding, guys. I'm reading an excerpt right here where they want 336 removed because it is a barrier to the deployment of counter drone technology. Uh, which I don't, you know, I'm reading this darn article and it just makes me mad. So basically, the the Commercial Drone Alliance wants to rule 336 removed because they want the FAA to control every possible unmanned aerial vehicle. And I'm going to say the word drone and probably just heave a little, but I'm really tired of us mixing all aircraft with the term drone. Everything that you see, everything you talk about in drone technology are quadcopters that are, are, are waypoint uh, you know, unmanned, set out on, a, on an autopilot, nothing line of sight. But we are all getting shoved under the bus together with this. And that's the part that gets me. 336 really needs to protect model aviation as far as airplanes and people who fly at clubs. And we're, we're being completely ignored. So for those of you listening out there, you've got to write your congressman. You have to. There's, there's no no doubt our hobby will be suffering greatly if the Commercial Drone Alliance gets their way, which is have the FAA create TFRs for any drone highway they wish to create because they don't want any hobbyists to interfere with their planned trajectories. They don't want us flying near them. And if the FAA creates a TFR over your club, you're done. Your club is shut down because they will never allow you to fly a little slow stick for that matter because there's a chance it might intervene with a drone delivery. And so therefore, look at some of these articles. I'm going to give Terry a whole bunch of links that I found. Um, it's in the house right now. And there are some guys that we need to really get on them and say, you, you cannot get rule of 336. If anything, let's modify it one more time. Look, I'm, I'm, I understand we got to find a halfway point, but we've got to modify it. So it says, look, let model aviation enthusiasts continue to use 336, you know, with a CBO and following those rules. And if people are flying drones autonomously, 
or, or using them without line of sight, then give them a different category so that we can appease the Commercial Drone Alliance, which yeah, I don't I, really think. I agree. That's the clear line between non-threatening and potentially threatening is whether or not it has GPS. Joe, do you have some thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I agree completely. I think it's it's it, I get I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but I also think they overstep their bounds when they're when they're basically attacking a uh, organization that has safely ran our business for how many years now with uh, no major incidents, you know, no uh, any really anything that could point them in our direction. There has been no major problems with anything as, as among the aviation RC hobby. So for, for them to try to, and I mean, I get what they're doing. It's like you said, Lee, it's, they, they are trying to make it so they can fly their drones for whatever, you know, like the Amazon delivery or whatever they want to do without us possibly interfering with that. So, and I think it's, again, everybody needs to contact, uh, their government officials and let them know that this is not what they want. And unless I'm mistaken, the AMA still has on their website, and I know you can get to it through their Facebook. So you can click the link and it, and it's like automatic. It takes literally three or four minutes to do it. You click on the link, it sets you into your um, region and then you click and then it sends an email to your government officials about that. Um, three, 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 six, uh, rule, and I would also recommend calling those offices. Absolutely, yeah. The numbers are there, unless they've changed it. Because uh, when I got my email from the AMA, I, I of course clicked it immediately, and it lets you do the email. And I also believe it will list your regional uh, uh, congressman phone numbers right there at the same time. Yeah, I called all of mine, and it was really painless. The every office answered right away and there's a person on the other end who at least pretended to want to hear what I was talking about and many asked questions to try to understand the issues better. So, you know, I felt much better about it after I made those calls and I'd like to think it made a difference. Um, with that being said, I did receive a, a letter in the mail from one of them last week and it was like the first time I contacted my congressman in Texas. It's like, oh, thanks for reaching out about the FAA rule. We agree that the FAA needs to have complete authority. I'm like, oh, crap. They don't get it. Yeah, and I think a lot of it, to be honest with you, Terry, is they just don't understand. They don't get what they're doing. They don't understand what we do. They don't understand how we operate. And they haven't really taken the time to look at what the AMA has done to ensure everybody involves safety and protect the airspace. Well, and I think more importantly, they don't understand the benefits of air modeling. And the, the reason I like to give most people is that the, the young pilots of today are the full-scale pilots and engineers of tomorrow. And so it, to put it another way, if, you, if the FAA were to come down and ban Little League Baseball today, you know, what would the major leagues look like in 15 years? And the same thing right. is going to be with our aviation industry. Yeah, and we're already facing a uh, pilot shortage. I mean, they're already – I'm seeing now commercials on TV on a regular basis to get people involved in aviation. Several colleges are now offering aviation. But, you know, when you think about it, it's these are the same people that have done things like remove uh, music programs and shot programs and those kind of things out of the education systems. Mm -hmm. So now they're scrambling because they've realized – 
oh, no, we don't have any skilled workers anymore. So we need to start trying to figure out how to make that happen. So right. it's, it's all part of that same piece of the pie. You know, it's all coming out of that same area. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I know I'm back going backwards a little bit on this conversation, but I wanted to give some people out there an analogy who may not really understand what the Commercial Drone Alliance is doing. Imagine if you have a highway, a four-lane highway that you always use to go home and it's already crowded, and then the Department of Transportation decides to ban the left lane from all vehicles except for FedEx and UPS trucks. That's it. They just take the, they take the road and they completely allow the, only the left lane for those, those trucks just delivering a product so that they're never interfered with. You can never get in that lane. And that's kind of what's happening here. They're, they're trying to create lanes in the skies, which unfortunately would ban hobbyists from flying regular airplanes. And they're and, not even discreet about it. It's like we are the commercial drone alliance and we are here for your airspace. And they keep talking about how this is a convenience for people to get packages delivered by drones. And I don't think it's we had this conversation with another thing. I don't think the demand is there. I don't think people are begging for this. They just want to do it. And it's unfortunately we're again, we're getting shoved under the bus. And, and guys, you, you got to do something. I'm. I mean, <laughs> I just sent y'all a link about that that uh, scene from I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it any longer. <laughs> I mean, where do I go to go do that scene <laughs> in front of the FAA and, and the House Committee? They just don't understand. I mean, yeah. I, and it really is that, I mean, that damn ugly word drone and how it's been completely uh, dis, ugh, taken out of context for us. Yeah, anyway. we've been broad brushed. <laughs> now, I, while we're talking about this, I do have to point out my own hypocrisy. Because I think the Commercial Drone Alliance is a sham with nefarious intent, and I want no part of what they're selling. But, man, do I love me some Amazon Prime. <laughs> so, so, I, I yeah, kind of have to... I, I love my Amazon Prime, too. I get that, but I can order something, and it's here in two days. Do I really need to have a drone do it? Oh, oh I agree with that. <laughs> I just feel like every penny I give them is a, a penny against my own interests. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, very well. You guys just reminded me of an interesting conversation I had uh, with someone that uh, who used to work with the FAA uh, involved in dr drone certifications, of all things. And he had a, uh, I talked to him a little bit about how we as hobbyists, you know, have kind of a, a beef with the FAA and how they've been, we've been treated. And he said something very interesting in that. He said that a lot of the people in the FAA are, are agree with us in the hobby industry that the FAA seems to be overstepping their bounds a lot, but they're just the worker bees. A lot of this is being dictated from on high by basically the people in D.C. And that uh, a lot of times their hands are just are tied just as much as uh, ours are in the sense that uh, um, they, they, they're sympathetic with us, but they're really, this is something that's really being pushed from the really high levels of the FAA. If that makes any sense. It does. And I would imagine that most... FAA people had bigger fish to fry. Yes, yes. But, yeah. But I well, yeah, it was, it was like the whole, um, oh, the registration thing. Um, they don't have the means to police that system. They created this system with the, the uh, registration numbers that we all had to go through a couple years ago. And they have no ability to govern that. They have they, they just implemented this rule, but they have no way to enforce it. 
you know, I see people all the time that don't bother having the registrations number. Now, with my position in the hobby, I make sure that I'm registered and I do all the stuff that I'm supposed to do legally to protect the companies and stuff that I work for. But I can tell you from personal experience, that is a very low number of people that actually do that. Because the FAA just doesn't have any means to be able to police it. They have no, you know, you're not going to see an FAA inspector out at your field. It's just not going to happen. Very rarely, I should say. Hmm. And I want to add this. This was in one of the articles I read. The CDA, I'm going to come up with another (laughs) word for that. The CDA wants the FAA to release remote identification rules to help agencies distinguish the good authorized drones from the bad ones. They want they want remote identification abilities on any drone that flies. They want to in you know basically they're saying you have to have some kind of transponder on any drone. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. that word. On any UAV, which would imply any model aircraft, any flying. Can you imagine trying to put a, a transponder on like the little uh, Trojan S that I got? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that's 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 how insane they want us to handle this hobby. They want to make sure that they can track anything in the sky. Well, I think the more likely intent is they want to make it so inconvenient that you move on to model trains or knitting. Or exactly. Something. Exactly. Yeah. it will be cost and weight prohibitive for us to do that kind of stuff. Mm. Oh, it just makes me mad. Oh, that makes me mad. I, I, we've got a lot of good people. I know most of the people that are working on that through the AMA personally. And I know they're really struggling, and I shouldn't say they're struggling. They're they're working hard at making sure that we can keep a voice. So they are doing a lot of lobbying, and they are working very hard to make sure that we can maintain. Um, and from speaking to them, it, it, it's, on one hand, it sounds like it might be fine. On the other hand, some of the stuff they say, you think, oh, wait a second, what about that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just hard to get a read on how it's going at this point. So it sounds like they're, they're, they're leaning towards leaving us alone as hobbyists. And that's mostly due to the, um, the history of the AMA. But the problem with it is, is like, like Lee was saying is the, and I forget what you called it, the National Drone, what was CDA, it called? Commercial Drone Alliance. Yeah, those guys are the ones that are pushing the the um, senators in the House to go a different way. And the problem we're going to have is, is a lot of those guys are big donors. The guys that are pushing that, yeah. that's where they're getting their monies from. So it's going to be tough for us as hobbyists to be able to say, hey, wait a second, what about us? You know? Hey, Hey, Senator, how would you like free prime for a year? There you go. Yeah, exactly. You vote for this, and your prime twenty-five dollar, whatever it is now, a hundred dollars now, is is waived. But that, yeah. and, and look, I'm I really don't want to make a comparison on lobbyists. I'm I'm a Second Amendment supporter, so I I cannot compare what's happening uh, with the CDA versus NRA. The NRA is trying to retain the rights of citizens for a Second Amendment. The CDA is removing the rights of hobbyists. Uh, a hobby right. that has been governed by a rule 336, which most people follow, which the AMA has been doing for over 50 years, that we're having it taken away versus the NRA trying to keep it. So you can't compare the two lobbyists, but this gives me a terrible taste in my mouth about lobbyists because, and this is my issue, and I don't know if we're going to put this in the recording or not. I love the AMA. I've been a member of the AMA since I was a little kid. 
But if the AMA doesn't step up and, and start doing the kind of promotion that the NRA does for its users and say, look, we have got to take donations to hire better lawyers to lobby against the CDA or we lose this hobby. They, if we if we don't see more action, because all I see are these little updates on their website that says, okay, we're still we're still talking, we're still in the room, we're still there, but the CDA has way too much power. They are pretty much driven by the Amazon backbone, and they have way too much money and people to to tout their drone delivery. We can't fight that with what we have now. We've got to build it, and whether it's just creating another, I don't, I mean, I can't run a company like that to say, okay, this is our new lobby company, but if we don't get the AMA to fight a little harder to send out requests to people for more money or something. Or you know what? Get John Taylor some better promotion. We'll, hey, we're he needs to go to the Supreme Court. I hope he appeals. He takes it, it to the Supreme. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, and, and, and again, because we're not fighting... I, I'm saying this again. I'm not fighting against a Part 107 or some type of commercial control of multi-rotors. Okay, I'm all for that. I think if you're going to fly it commercially, make money, and you're going to fly it line, out of line of sight, then there should be some regulation, no doubt. But you cannot just completely shut down all these people who fly fixed-wing aircraft within a you know what 40 acre <laughs> or less air you know area less than you know a thousand feet because I want to include gliders and consider us as a threat, you know, especially for a club that's been around for more than 20 years or so. Right. Ugh, okay, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> no, how do you really We're all feel? with you. We're all with oh, you. Damn it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know I can vent. I just, I wish I had more direction or power or, or uh, a group that I could back. It's like MAD. You know, I'm a big supporter of MAD, Mothers Against Drug Driving. And I know they do a pretty good job, but we don't have that. And I, as much as we love the AMA, I just don't feel like they're demanding us to, to show up and fight stronger. And, and, I wouldn't well, know where else where to go. There's a couple of things with that. N- number one, I agree that AMA should reach out and ask for a little more financial help in this time. But then again, you hear about all the people who lost their damn minds when they raised the dues $10 for the first time in however long. Like 10 years. Yeah. And then I suspect there is a very significant number of people who are in the RC hobby and enjoying the benefits of the AMA but are not AMA members. Oh, I can guarantee there are. Yeah, right. take a trip over to Flight Fest and start asking to see the <laughs> AMA cars. Well, I, <laughs> I'm just saying. They have yeah, to go join wear AMA an to FAA participate shirt. in that. But <laughs> I can tell you just by looking on the forums, there are a lot of people who only joined AMA so they could do Flight Fest. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's it's you know, and I love those guys to death. Josh is actually a good friend of mine, and that's one of the things me and him have talked about several times, and, you know, that's part of the reason why I think he has decided in their and when they're doing their events is to require AMA because they got big real fast, right. and and it's 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 sad, but you know, there again I think it's a lot of people just aren't educated. They don't get it. You know, you get the parents that go out and buy their twelve year old kid a, a drone, you know, for Christmas, and the kid's out flying it and doesn't do anything and doesn't have any questions or anything he just goes and he flies it you know and i think that's where we got in trouble with the technology is because the drones got so sophisticated that you see them at national monuments you see them at the uh, statue of liberty you see them at the you know all these different places and without regard to what else might be in the air you know and the way it usually worked is 
you had to get an instructor to learn how to fly or you're going to plow it in the ground. Right. And invariably, that same instructor was going to give you rules on safety and etiquette and, and all the stuff that's lacking that causes the issues now. So the, all those automation tools, while they're great and you know, boons of technology, it's there's definitely a, a sour, sour side to it. Yeah, and I, you know, I volunteer at the AMA a lot for because I'm only three hours from there, so I can drive down and volunteer for their events. And we have trainers there that have GPS fencing. You know, basically, you push the throttle forward, and the thing will fly itself. It'll go, it'll fence around the area that they they tell it to stay in, and it'll stay in that area. And these are, you know, fixed wing trainer type aircraft. And Just I, like I'm your champ, a, right, Lee? Just right. like my champ. Yeah, and I'm right. a, I'm a um, an instructor. And we see it all the time. I, I, I see people come up to the field. They've got the – and I don't get me wrong. I love the AS3X stuff. I think it's great for the field. I think it's great for the hobby. Um, I love that it works decently. It makes the smaller stuff fly better. It's affordable for the people that can't afford the fancy stuff. But it's not something that you learn on. You know, it's you should learn on uh, – to me, you should learn on a, uh, a balsa trainer with a nitro motor because you're going to learn the most – stuff from dealing with that than you are with a plug-and-play foamy that you can take out and anybody can fly you know you could hand the control to a, somebody a five-year-old that knows his left from his right and they're good they can fly that thing all day yeah amen joe amen that's how i feel i, I was taught to fly on gliders because my dad said you'll you'll be a better pilot if you're always flying dead stick throw it and run and get it throw it and run and get it you know, it's called energy, uh, what do you call it? Uh, management. And thank you. I was just going to say concentration, but you concentrate too. But yeah, energy <laughs> management. If, if you know where that plane can, can fly and land and you always can get it back to your feet, you'll be able to fly power planes. So yeah, what you just said, Joe, was perfect. I mean, I like AS3X. There are planes we've reviewed that probably would fly much better with AS3X. But I, you know, I, I think safe was one of the issues I had because the Champ S Plus that Terry was talking about it had flyaways because uh, I don't think the technology was quite there. But I agree with you. All right. Well, thanks, Joe. I think we will. And, and in fact, I'm going uh, <laughs> to uh, use your name in a conversation. Hey, we just got through with Joe. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. You're welcome to do that anytime. Hey, Joe. They're, Joe. they're either going to hang up on you or they're going to talk to you. It's just depending on who it is. <laughs> All right. Sorry. 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 <laughs> I'm going to mute now for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> well, that's it for our show. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Have we all got our second win now? Yep. I'm good. Okay. Glass of water, purge the tank. Good to go. <laughs> well, that's an interesting euphemism. All right, then. Well, that, that, that I think wraps everything up. Thank you for listening to the RC Roundtable. Join us on our Facebook and social media for updates, and we'll see you next time. visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts where you also find links to our iTunes and social media sites thanks for listening